Hi, Queen. If you clicked play on this episode, that means you are probably curious if God is blocking your business growth. And while the question is, is he blocking your business growth? This question could honestly be applied to any situation in your life where you feel blocked or stuck. So all of that to say, in this episode, we're going to answer this question together. Is God blocking my business growth? And then if so, why? And then what does that actually mean for you? And ultimately, how do you move forward if this is the case? This is a core topic of this brand and something we are going to be focusing on wholeheartedly inside of the Reclaim to Rain membership kicking off on May 3rd. I am so excited. It has been in the works for so long now. If you want details on the membership, just head on over to hannahbrinley.com slash membership. It's also linked in the show notes for you if you just want to head there. But in the meantime, you already know the drill. Grab your beverage of choice and let's dive in. Hey queen, welcome to Reclaim Terrain. I'm your host, Hannah Brindley, daughter of the king, certified life coach, and faith-fueled business mentor. I know you are so sick of feeling like you've worked so hard in your business with little to no reward while staying in this same cycle of self-sabotaging tendencies you know are keeping you stuck. And because of that, I know you are craving to end this never-ending cycle of self-destruction and cultivate a successful Holy Spirit-led business without letting it become your idol. So if you are ready to be fueled by faith over flesh, fight your battle spiritually instead of physically, take bold action on your God-given callings, and finally create that thriving faith-fueled business, then you're in the right place. Go ahead and reheat your coffee, grab a notebook and pen, and let's dive in. Okay, so here's the tea. About nine months into coaching, I hired a one-on-one business coach with the intention of helping me scale to 10K plus months. Now, at the time, I was bringing in about 2K in monthly revenue for my coaching business, which was fantastic. I was so grateful for it. But if I'm being completely honest, with all the debt I had accrued, like student loans and credit cards I just racked up in college and the business expenses I already had, I knew I needed to be bringing in more, especially if I wanted to move out because at this time I was living with my parents. So I hired a coach and about halfway through the contract, I started having mental breakdowns because I was literally doing all of the work, like to a T. And I wasn't really reaping the benefits. So I was in this really big financial bind, as you can probably imagine. But something you need to know is that during this time, I was so obsessed with doing everything to a T. I was obsessed with hitting my goals and I was obsessed with chasing the money because I needed it or I wouldn't be able to pay my bills. Now, that's just the situation I was in at the time. And the truth is, is that it really consumed me. Now, if you would have asked me then if that was what was going on, I would have told you absolutely not. Like I was convinced that that wasn't happening, but the truth is that it did consume me whole. And so for those of you who may not be familiar with my story, this season in my life was absolutely pivotal for my spiritual growth as well as my business growth because what happened next changed 
everything. Now, to try to keep this story as concise as possible, there was one day I was just bawling my eyes out in my backyard. I was panicking about my financial situation and just not making much headway in the coaching contract I was in. And I just remember I fell to my knees and something just came over me. Like words I didn't intend to say, I intended to basically beg him to bring me some money. (laughs) But what I said just really surprised me. And basically what I said is, God, please take away this obsession I have with success and replace it with an obsession for you. And obviously, like now I know that that was like Holy Spirit like coming over me, but I immediately felt peace. I stopped crying. And a few minutes later, I I was just totally calm. And I just remember asking the Lord that, you know, if I take the steps that he wants me to take without obsessing and just letting it consume me, like to please just like open up some doors if it was his will. And I remember the rest of the day and the next day, you know, I took action without obsessing and I was just very, very peaceful and calm and I was keeping my eyes on Jesus. But the thing is, is that the next day I somehow managed to book two sales calls and then sign them both on as clients that same day, like payments in and everything. I just remember being in shock and I knew at that moment that before that happened, I was being blocked. Like, I was so obsessed with my works and my glory that I was taking my eyes off of him. Like, he had to quite literally show me that my business is nothing without him. In fact, it is his business, not mine. And this need I had to force and control things would lead to destruction. I share this story again and again because I cannot share it enough. Honestly, if you have not listened to episode one of this show where I share the entirety of this story, I highly recommend going back and listening because this topic is so important. I see people relying solely on their works every single day. And here's the thing. You absolutely need to take action. Like faith without works is dead, right? So it is so important to obey him, but don't let it consume you to the point where you unknowingly begin to rely on yourself instead of relying on him. So let's answer these questions together. Is God blocking my business growth? And if so, why? And then what does this mean for me if he is? And how do I move forward if that's the case? So let's start with the first question. Is God blocking my business growth? And if so, why? Now, from this question, there are a few subsequent questions I believe will help you get to the answer for yourself. So the questions I'm about to ask you, I highly recommend writing them down and then journaling on them later. Now, these journal prompts are obviously geared for business women, but you can apply them to any area in your life. So for example, in these prompts, you can change out the word business for something else like marriage or friendships or body image or whatever it is for you in this moment. So here is the first journal prompt for you. Are you relying solely on your works to contribute to your business growth? 
How have you been trying to control or force the situation? So Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. So I'll ask the question one more time. Are you relying solely on your works to contribute to your business growth? And how have you been trying to control or force the situation? Now, as you're probably aware of by now, this was me. I was so focused on doing all the things and thinking I had to do them as much as humanly possible or it wasn't going to work. Now, don't get me wrong, faithful action is needed, but I was so obsessed to the point that I was in a constant state of anxiety and working through my flesh instead of allowing him to work through me. Y'all, when you let Holy Spirit work through you, you will not be anxious. Like your mind won't be constantly dwelling on work. It will be dwelling on him. Now, if possible, I highly encourage you to just pause this episode and pray and journal on these prompts. You know, are you relying solely on your works to contribute to your business growth? And how have you been trying to control or force the situation? Seriously, I just give you the permission, even though you don't need it. Pause this episode, pray, and journal if possible. Once you do that, come back and move on to the second prompt, which is, have you truly surrendered your business to the Lord? What in your life have you not fully surrendered to him? Now, John 4 verse 34 says, Jesus said to them, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Now, friends, <laughs> for me, business was the very first thing I had to surrender. But just keeping it real with you, there is more that he is working with me on. Like other areas of life besides business, there is more that I need to surrender to him. And so a follow-up question to this prompt would be, what if you fully surrendered what you wanted? and committed to fulfilling the work he wants. What would that actually look like? You know, I have to constantly surrender what I want in my business. It's a process and it's not always an easy one. You know, and something I like to compare this to is that I truly believe that faith and surrender are like muscles. The more you use them, the stronger they get but you have to keep using them or the strength will fade away. It's not like you can just turn on a switch and totally surrender every area of life over to God for the rest of your life. Or, you know, maybe it is for you. Like, I believe in miracles. So if that's the case for you, that's amazing. But I'm going to go on a limb and say that probably isn't the case for most people listening to this. And it's definitely not the case for me. I am human. I mess up. I find myself working in my own strength almost every day and I have to catch myself. So if this is you, it is okay. Repent and put your eyes back on him. 
Hey queen, I know you're an ambitious, faith-fueled female entrepreneur ready to take your life and business to the next level, but you keep getting stuck. You think you just need the next strategy, or you think you just need to get motivated again, or you think you just have this lack of self-discipline, or you think you just haven't found the right people to buy, or you think you just need more clarity. But do you wanna know the real problem? You're so focused on yourself. And the truth is that you know you need to focus on Jesus. It's time to partner with him in your business. It's time to fight your battles spiritually instead of physically. It's time to hear from God and let him take the reins. It's time to turn the lies the enemy keeps feeding you into the truth the Lord meant for you. And if you're feeling some type of way right now, then the Reclaim to Reign membership might be for you. And by the way, you can get access to this membership right now for a founder's rate, meaning this is the lowest the investment will ever be. This membership is your go-to resource for a loving and supportive community of Christian female entrepreneurs paired with a faith-fueled framework and devotional experience strategically designed to help you further dive into God's word, cultivate a deeper relationship with him, and overcome the spiritual battles you're fighting against the enemy that have been keeping you stuck in your life and business. Inside of this revolutionary membership, you will find yourself fully equipped with all the support, prayer, and accountability you could ever need to break through your self-sabotaging tendencies and stand firm in the battle against the enemy. I know the Lord has put a calling on your heart, and I know you know he has a great purpose for that calling, and he has chosen you to be the vessel for it. But you keep getting stuck for one reason or another, and it usually boils down to self-sabotage. You experience self-sabotage in a multitude of ways, like lack of discipline or motivation, procrastination and perfectionism, imposter syndrome and comparisonitis, fear of failure and fear of success, unworthiness and insecurity, people-pleasing and fear of rejection, and the list could go on. Have you ever thought that self-sabotaging tendencies like this have everything to do with what's happening in the spiritual realm as opposed to what's happening in the physical realm? It's time to get to the root of the problem. Let the Holy Spirit fully guide you in your life and business and stop listening to the lies the enemy continues to whisper in your ear. If you are feeling a Holy Spirit nudge right now, go ahead and head on over to www.hannahbrindley.com membership to learn more about the membership and secure your spot. I cannot wait to see you inside. So moving on to the next prompt here, how has your flesh overtaken you in your business? How have you let your desire consume you? Psalm 73, 26 says, my flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Now, I want you to get really specific with the questions I just asked. Like, how have you let your desire consume you? I want you to think of specific scenarios that you have experienced where you know firsthand that your flesh has overtaken you. Journal about what it was like when you let your worldly desire consume you. What were the instances? What were the scenarios? 
the more you can think of here, the better. Because once you identify the problem, you can then begin to recognize when it happens again, and it'll be far more likely that you're able to snap out of it faster. Now, there have been multiple times where I have let my flesh overtake me in my business, and so I'm going to share a couple of them with you so it gets your brain juices flowing, okay? So one major example is that there have been many days, more than I would like to admit, to be honest, when I put my quiet time with Jesus on the back burner because I didn't have time or... I had too much to do, or I let myself get behind on things and I had to start work early. The fact is that if this is the first thing I decide to put on the back burner, this is a very big indicator that in those moments, I am living in my flesh. I am letting that desire, that worldly desire control me. Now, another big one for me is that there are days when I feel like I am constantly checking my notifications. Now, just FYI, I have all of my notifications turned off, but I tend to want to check all of my apps obsessively regardless if I'm getting notifications or not. This right here is an example of one, letting my phone control my thoughts in my day. But even more than that, on days that I do this, it is showing me that I am constantly searching for something. I'm searching for something more. Because no matter how many times I refresh those apps, I'm still not fully satisfied. I'm not fully satisfied with what I see. So I keep going back and going back and going back in hopes that it will somehow magically start fulfilling me. But as I'm sure you're aware of, that will never work because the only thing that can fully satisfy us is Jesus. So I'm going to ask you again, how has your flesh overtaken you in your business? And how have you let your desires consume you? Now, the next journal prompt is a good one. What lesson is he wanting you to learn from this? Perhaps he wants to show you that he is the only thing that can sustain you. Perhaps he wants to show you that he wants you to desire him more than you desire your business. Perhaps he's wanting to show you that his ways are better than your ways. Or perhaps he's wanting to show you that when you allow him to work through you, miracles happen. So what lesson or lessons Is he wanting you to learn from this? And then finally, the last journal prompt is, which actually is one of my favorites. What would it look like if you truly desired him more than you desired your business? And how would you actually live your life? Now, maybe this looks like Spending an extra hour with him in the morning instead of trying to decide on your brand colors because you just wanted to. Or maybe it's going on an additional walk, listening to scripture being read to you because that is the only thing that truly fills your cup. Or maybe it's taking the steps he has told you to do for the day and then stop thinking about work. Stop letting it consume your every thought. Maybe it's praying for him to overtake you with the Holy Spirit and get every remaining piece of flesh out of you. 
Maybe you pray Psalm 9017 over your life, which says, let the favor of the Lord our God be upon us and proper for us the work of our hands. Oh, prosper the work of our hands. Maybe it's just taking that first action he has told you to do, but the enemy has just been whispering that, you know, you're going to be a failure or you're going to fall or you don't know what you're doing. Maybe he just wants you to take that next step. And maybe that's what it looks like. Maybe you have been holding back out of scarcity or fear. That is not from God. So going back to our original question, is God blocking your business growth? The truth is, you may be being blocked right now. And if this is the case, I want you to know that this is not a punishment. I do not view the time I was blocked as a punishment at all. I view it as a part of my sanctification process. I needed to be blocked to get my eyes back on Jesus. I needed that detour desperately. I didn't know I did at the time, but I look back now and I know that's what was happening. Romans 8.28 says, All things work together for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. I was being blocked and the Lord knew that the way to get my attention was to block my business growth. And he did that because he loves me. And if this is happening for you, I want you to know that he is blocking you because he loves you so much. Now, to answer another one of our original questions, what does it mean for me if he's blocking my business growth? And how do I move forward if that's the case? You know, one thing I think is important to share here is that I think it's easy for us to think, okay, God is blocking me. So that means I need to go in the other direction. That means I shouldn't be pursuing this business at all. That means it's not meant for me. But I just want to tell you right now, that's not always the case. Like I shared with you in my story earlier, God was blocking me, but he was blocking me to teach me something about the calling and the mission I was pursuing. So how did I know he didn't just want me to quit? How did I know he wanted me to take a detour instead of turning around? Now, if I'm being totally honest, I didn't know for sure at first, but I did always have this knowing after I entered entrepreneurship that I wasn't supposed to turn away. I just intuitively knew, and that was Holy Spirit speaking to me. And any time I had doubts or was scared, I knew that was the enemy. I knew the enemy was whispering lies to me. And I knew this because if things were going exactly how I wanted them to or how I thought they should be, there was no way I would be thinking about quitting or going to get a full-time job. There was no way I would be thinking about turning around. The enemy uses fear, guilt, and shame to try and manipulate us to do his will instead of God's. God won't do that. Isaiah 54.4 says, Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. So the answer to this question, What does this mean for you? 
Is it fear, guilt, or shame that's causing you to want to turn around? Or do you feel in your spirit the Lord giving you peace about a door closing? Because that is how the Lord will tell you to get off the path you're on. God will not use fear. He will gently nudge you and you will feel at peace. He won't use fear, guilt, or shame to try and manipulate your decision. That is the enemy. So if you are feeling fear, guilt, or shame, and think that you need to quit and to turn around entirely, that is the enemy. And I would bet the Lord is wanting to teach you something from this situation. So I would encourage you to spend time with the Holy Spirit. Ask him to show you how to proceed and then trust him with whatever he reveals to you because only he will reveal to you the next step. Now he may not give you all the steps, but whatever he reveals to you, trust that and let everything else fall away. So now that you know how to determine if your business growth is being blocked, it's time to get to the root of that. Keep your eyes on Jesus, break through self-sabotage and spiritual warfare, and find a community of like-minded Christian women who just get it. This is exactly why I created the Reclaimed Terrain membership, to help women like you finally get to the root of the problem, let the Holy Spirit fully guide you in your life and business, and stop listening to the lies the enemy continues to whisper in your ear. This membership is kicking off May 3rd, and right now is available for a founder's rate of just $22 a month. But keep in mind, the investment will be going up after we officially kick off. So make sure you lock in your spot ASAP to claim the founder's rate. And if you want to learn more, see what it's all about and secure your spot, just head on over to www.hannahbrindley.com slash membership. And of course, if you have any questions about the membership, please don't hesitate to reach out to me over on Instagram at Hannah Brindley or via email at Hannah at hannahbrindley.com. I cannot wait to see you inside. Hey queen, don't head out just yet. If this podcast has blessed you in some way, it would mean the absolute world to me if you left a written review of the show over on Apple Podcasts. It truly lights a fire in me knowing how God has impacted you through this platform. And since I absolutely adore connecting with you, please, please, please screenshot this episode or your review and post it on your stories on Instagram and tag me at Hannah Brindley. I can't wait to see you over there. So much love to you.